It kicked me out. We're back. Oh, wonderful. Back. Oh, here we are. I'm looking at the page with all our other uh, episodes. Are you? The last one was, do you, when do you think the last one was? It was last February. I think it was 14 months <laughs> it ago. It was. Was it last February? It was last, yeah, last February. Was it fucking hell? A, a the world before away, that was, a universe away. before that was June 2018. Well, we're doing this really uh, regularly, aren't we? Then December 2017, September 2017. I mean, I think at the start we were... Um, and, uh, eager, maybe, would be the word. I didn't know I was uh, born then, actually. I thought I was, uh, yeah, uh, we're incredibly eager and we did it very well. But um, uh, we've taken a lot of time off, haven't we? And a lot of things have happened in the past uh, 14 months. Yeah, I started um, writing what we could talk about for this episode. And I was like, it feels like it kind of writes itself. It's an entire series, really, uh, rather than an episode. Um, how well, are you, Ed Moore, BSC, DOP? Good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm. Uh, I now live with my in-laws, uh, which is super fun, and uh, it is super fun. It's a bloody relief. Uh, but we were in the middle of moving house, and uh, that is all now okay. on hold. You can, Thanks be, on, you to can be honest. COVID. They're not listening. They're not listening. You can be honest about uh, how you feel. <laughs> They're definitely saying no. It's 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 incredibly helpful to be somewhere with lots of people when you have toddler um, oh, yes. to look after. Um, but yeah, it's all good. It's all. Good. I'm very much looking forward to getting back to work because I've realized that, like, without, like, the only thing I'm good at is backlighting things and adding smoke. And I, there's only so many times I can walk into my in laws' like rooms and change the lighting and add a smoke machine. Ed, I think you're also really good at talking about backlight and smoke as well. I don't want to, <laughs> don't want to do you down there. Yeah, no, we're just, which is, it's ironic it's taken us this long to do another episode. Mm. How about you, Ben? Where did uh, the joys of COVID leave you? Uh, I was in the middle of a lovely run of adverts, uh, and then the lovely run of adverts stopped. Um, I was actually in the middle of a Burger King advert, which got shut down um, on the second Yeah, I think you step. might have been the last the last person I know who was shooting. I, I think you we were really the, hung in there. I think we were the last proper advert to shoot in, in London. In fact, uh, I could be wrong, um, but there's a lot of adverts got shot down around that time. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just feel, felt very lucky that we managed to work until the very end of it and nobody caught anything, I don't think, from it. And uh, that was uh, 200 years ago. Um, that's how long the lockdown has now been. Yup, an in, in infinity of time ago. Uh, and yeah, I've just been sitting, twiddling my thumbs, and actually eating quite well and exercising quite well and resting I've been very well. impressed with your Insta stories. Like, unless it's just photos you've taken over the years on food shoots that you're dropping in and you're really just eating, like, shit sandwiches like everyone else. I'm living like uh, a king, um, a, a king who's locked into a flat um, and surrounded by horror and death and destruction. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually sort of, yeah, just about, just about surviving. And I'm quite um, – this is going to sound terrible. This is the first time – I've felt well rested in uh, in about fifteen years, uh, and that's because I don't have a kid, um, which I know is a, is you're, you're probably yeah. from looking after yours. Well, I'm a little bit jealous of um, like there are now like I would say what about six hundred and fifty different zoom webinars and in live insta stories and things and this is the podcast we're just adding to the pile yes but people are really uh, contributing to stuff all the whatsapp groups are going the union chat is going really well like you know there's lots of kind of progress being made and i just feel incredibly guilty that i'm not soaking up every single moment of it but yeah like i I'm doing full-time childcare <laughs> most of the week um so uh yeah but i'm glad it's happening mm. 
Yes, uh, it is. It is lovely. Actually, there's been loads of loads of stuff. I've taken part in a few various chats as well, uh, and it is. Yeah, it feels like there's a real community which has come together uh, in the UK at least, um, and I expect internationally as well. Um, mm-hmm. of, of lots of filmmakers and DOPs who like to talk about their work. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, we're adding to that pile. We saw it. We saw no yeah. gap in the market, and we decided that we'd squeeze ourselves in there. I mean, over three people have contacted me saying when's the next Tales Slate coming out. So we're we're doing it for you guys. Nice. Do you remember last the last episode we actually asked for questions uh, that we were going to answer? We that would have been the sort of thing that it would have been good to uh, to have in front of us. I mean, really, wouldn't I'm, it? I'm pretty sure, and I don't want to belittle anybody who asked the questions, but I'm pretty sure most of those questions were how did you get started. Um, yeah, I mean, what what should we do? Should we should we have a little ch- chat about uh, the past year and what we've been up to, and then I think we should. Yeah, I think we should. You've been doing cool stuff. Uh, you've been doing cool stuff. You have. Um, we've both been doing cool stuff. We're very lucky. We are very lucky. Um, shall I go first? Yes. Um, so I did a load of adverts. Um, of all different <laughs> kinds uh, for different. So what would you say? Who would you say? Um, you know, what is what is your go to genre? Who are you, who are you seen as um, fitting the bill for? Uh, for adverts, yeah. Um, uh, um, uh, I don't want to say anything which uh, might get back to uh, clients or directors. Um, all in sorts the, in the other category. All sorts. <laughs> all sorts. I uh, I can I can do all sorts of lighting and filming. So uh, yeah, I mean it's sort of it's mostly UK based adverts with the occasional abroad thing, but like all sorts of shit. Uh-huh. Whoever wants to flog anything, give me a call. I'll uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll light it up nice and put a little bit of shine on it, and maybe even use a polarizing filter to change where that shine sits on your product. Nice. Uh, and yeah. That will sell play. that shit. Um, just pay me enough, I might yeah. even do a little dance or a song about it. Pack shop magic. Any yeah. any big standouts commercial wise? Um, I literally have to look at my diary in order to do that. My brain is mush. Oh, I've come got a lockdown on, that brain. Is sickening. Do you find you've got some kind of weird lockdown brain where your brain's not quite as sharp as it was five to six weeks ago? Because I got. That. I'm really concerned that 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 I thought I was sort of you know vaguely smart but actually only in a very specific type of work and outside now now every the pie chart of the rest of my life is mm. all of my life i've realized maybe not not as smart as i thought yeah um but yeah um what i've done i've done all sorts of stuff and stuff for uh, uh adidas uh verisign uh, adverts for mtv uh adverts for transport for london uh stuff for virgin stuff for very stuff for alzheimer's channel for also i mean these are just sort of me glancing burger king all sorts of things uh that i have uh flogged to society um over the past year um top top lighting setup what are you most proud of um most proud of in those adverts we made a 20 foot by 40 foot softbox for an adidas advert oh that's a biggie oh yes was that just for a single shoe it was for a collection of shoes hung from below the softbox where lionel messi who's a footballer um apparently i'm aware uh, of him just around and looked at the shoes and was like oh look at the shoes uh and then he picked one up and went oh look at the shoe uh and we put a big um 
because what was um like what was in your softbox loads of sky panels which i really really Classic. really really had to have because they're rgb and then i didn't really change the color of them um, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, as is as is the way uh these things work but you always want to have something up your up your sleeve like that just in case the client says make it red you don't want to be the one yes. guy who can't do that so you, you no especially when they've spent all that money on everything else but around I'm it fucking man i'm messy i'm you know a couple million quid yeah, on him for a day and then yeah it doesn't matter yeah, about yeah, some, yeah. some sky panels um, nice very good uh so i did laser adverts i did a show um in wales called in my skin which um uh is a sort of smallish bbc uh show a drama comedy comedy drama uh about a girl whose mum is uh sectioned and whose dad's uh, an alcoholic um that was great fun uh whilst we we're out there the pilots won uh welsh bafta for best drama a bafta it did. Um, yeah, I saw that. and it won uh, best actress for the for the lead which was fucking brilliant because like it's a pilot and it was winning it won two baftas so it was very much sort of i mean just just to clarify are those the cinematography related ones? absolutely or? not at all um i didn't i didn't get looking unfortunately but i still I, was, <laughs> I still drank a lot at the bar i still, I I still for... drank my way to a win uh that <laughs> yeah. i would have voted for you but strangely i don't get Should a vote in the welsh drafters I, I wasn't uh, i wasn't nominated in the first place so uh yeah. oh, brutal. <laughs> brutal i'm sure you'd have should have uh, cleaned I should, I should have done it. Maybe, maybe next year. Maybe next year mm-hmm. if we are out of lockdown. Uh, and then I also did a show which uh, is called The End of the Fucking World, which uh, is an Netflix show, which I should have started last I think year. Well, that was the last, I think when we last spoke mm. on the podcast, yes. um, uh, that was the sort of top secret thing that you couldn't talk about. It was. So, annoyingly, I couldn't talk um, about it. Um, so how, so I'm sure people will want to know how that, how that came about and how that, um, yeah, how that sort it, of, went down yeah Uh, so it was um actually off the back of the pilot of in my skin which i shot with a long-term collaborator could you hear me burp just then uh yeah but i'm not going to edit it out so now everyone knows you burped great um with a long-term collaborator director called lucy forbes i've known for many many years uh she and i shot uh this pilot called in my skin uh, and the producers of the end of the fucking world uh saw it and really liked it and got her in and she did some meetings and she got the job um i've worked with her for many years i've worked with her for sort of 12 years i think at that stage yep. um and then she said do you want to come do it with me and i was like okay cool uh why not it's a really mega cool super cool show uh and um it's visually very strong uh and so uh amazing first series amazingly shot by justin brown um and uh i got in the room and i didn't piss anybody off and i got a job um which was really exciting that's my first ever interview for a job would you believe it after working for 18 years interview yeah i I don't i don't get in the room for interviews um which is not not because I, I don't try to but um as in i yeah i just never well i guess in interviews. in commercial world it's sort of you know you live or die on the on the reel and the ppm whether you're going to get signed off etc yeah and also all, all my work is is with directors who generally speak i've known for many many years um yeah but you know it, like yeah, but an amazing show to get really excited and an absolute fucking head fuck like uh, you know really like emotionally a difficult thing to to mm. do because you know you're sort of the first series is so strong to be given a second series or something visually strong the pressure is really on uh, and, and then you're sort of trying to sort of do a version of you know you're trying to give as much of a nod to the first series as you can but yet still doing something of your own kind 
it was uh, so tricky, isn't it? Because it's, I mean, like ultimately, when your hand is on the tiller, you can't help but just go with what feels natural to you. Um, But I guess, you know, it's so wonderful to be joining something that actually had a strong visual basis. So, you you know, you don't feel sort of dirty emulating the beautiful work that Justin did whilst bringing your own stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was sort of, uh, yeah, I mean, really, it was was great working on a show where the visuals of it were so important, you know, where I was given some some free reign to to, to do what I wanted to do, which was was a new experience for me. Uh, Because normally, you know, much as I find my corner, normally, you know, it's all about cast and talent and actors, which, of course, obviously this was as well. But, you know, it just felt like I was given a little bit more space to, to, to do something do something visually interesting. So, yeah, shot that. Uh, uh, yeah, a real sort of uh, a, a, a real head fuck of uh, oh, is this any good? And then it came out, and I think everyone quite likes it. So, um, yeah. And, and so, how did and how did what were you and Lucy's discussions like straight away? You obviously got a really good shorthand now after all that time. And like, yeah. were you was it straight away obvious to both of you like where you wanted to take it? And whether there was there stuff you wanted to change from how the first series looked? Yeah, I mean, really, we concentrated on the first half of the first series, which was um, Justin Brown's uh, section, which is sort of super graphic, um, super sort of simple. Um, very well motivated light and we sort of really sort of dug into what we liked about that um, uh, I didn't speak to Justin and Lucy didn't speak to the director of the first series before in pre-production or anything like that so we so Lucy and I had to take what we thought we liked most from from that first series and then kind of sort of applied a few um references around mostly roger deakins uh, and <laughs> uh, and um and a bit of cohen brothers stuff which is mostly roger deakins um yeah. uh, and uh so, so picked a few rules that we would follow visually um yeah. some, some of which we think they use in the first series and some of which we sort of made our made our own um and um and uh and then yeah went, went out and uh went out and shot it i mean it sort of uh yeah it sort of i i think you know the first couple of weeks of, of shooting a show like that you're definitely going round and round in circles a little bit you know thinking oh my god is this is this is this how they would have done it the first series is this what you know what would roger deakins do is this how is this how it works mm. and by the time you get to sort of week 10, you are, you know, you're living and breathing the show so much, you know, you know what is and isn't it. Um, especially with uh, a director who I, you know, collaborate closely as, with, as I do with Lucy. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you have absolute shorthand and by, you know, the middle of the shoot, you've got this extra shorthand of you yeah. both have got an absolute eye into what the show is and isn't. Um, and yeah, no, I, I, and, 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 I, and I really enjoyed that. <laughs> And you, I mean, some of the stuff you were doing so beautiful and very, I mean, I love, I love that you say Deakins because that was the stuff that, that jumped out to me. Just the, you know, he's just got that, I don't think anyone is, is quite that skill to make things that feel so, so motivated and yet are so, so beautiful. They're like the, like we've all done lighting where you're like, like, yeah, well, I, you know, what sort of is meant to be lighting the scene, but I'm going to use like a 20 by 20 softbox with a massive egg crate on it because I know that's going to be beautiful. Um, but he somehow finds a way to, you know, it really is coming from that source, but it's just the most perfect source. Ever. Yeah, absolutely. And it's um, always absolutely perfectly wrapped and it's always perfect. You know, he just does it amazing. It's so well motivated. It's like, Lighting yeah. without lighting, it's it's clearly lit, but it feels so natural. It feels so normal, uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, I think maybe I sort of got about maybe a half a percent uh, towards where <laughs> where he does. Um, and, and you know, you sort of on on in the fucking world, like Roger Deakins, we really tried to 
sort of inject some natural well-motivated color into it as well you know by leaning yes. into simple things like like blue hour um like leaning yep. into sort of you know very warm tungsten wraps and and things like that uh yep. yeah and I, and yeah and i i sort of lucy and i were both very nervous before it came out because you know i've i've done i've done shows and shoots especially with bigger budgets per day massively bigger budgets per day i've done longer jobs uh, but i've never done anything where there's this huge fan base where like there, sure. there's like real fans and also people in the industry who love the show um yeah, yeah and, and yeah. so that was a real uh you know real like oh god are people gonna like this are we ever gonna work again um which i've never experienced before I'm also interested to um, I'm also just to know what sort of director of DPs those teams what your approach to sort of um, you know camera blocking a, a scene is in terms of how you cover things and bits and pieces and you guys have worked together for so long and, and like how, because it can be in an, it can be two opposite sides of things sometimes can't it in TV We're doing things that, that look really good and doing things that people sort of expect you to shoot for the edits like how, how are you guys balancing that yeah I mean to, to, to be honest you know we it, it was always bare bones uh, on every single scene it was bare bones um but but the show is sort of minimalist to the point of abstraction really um that yeah. that is the show it is if there's one word it's minimalist um and so sort of lacking coverage actually was never an issue i don't think uh yeah but so certainly we you know we got fewer shots which looked a bit nicer um yeah uh, we de- were definitely not shooting for coverage in fact one of the rules was no establishers so we never had an establisher oh, really? of anywhere huh. unless there was specific action happening in that establisher but yeah, yeah. no 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 establishers full stop um, yeah you don't have that that classic um sort of spaced the exact same shot of the outside of the house on a bit of a slider no n- n- none of that nor a little pan up like um like peep show a little pan up to a little musical yeah, but, or a yeah. friend to friends pan up the, to i mean the friends ones are legendary it's yeah. <laughs> like only about three of them um, um yeah so yeah, that, that was my that was my yeah and then coronavirus and um uh stuck inside um what, what about mm. you what about you ed you were about to start in a on a super secrets uh, mega project as well weren't you uh, last well, I, year. yeah so i started doctor who and then um i stayed on doctor who for ages and ages so like in the time that you've done 700 commercials and two shows i've done two shows and, and we're in the middle of the second one um but doctor who um w- was a joy I ended up doing uh, two blocks um uh, so it was just basically living in cardiff for Oh, so was that 2019? Yes, it was last year. So I spent a lot of 2019 over in Cardiff and it, across space and time mm. uh, with with uh, two directors, um, uh, Lee Haven Jones on the on the first block, and then uh, Emma Sullivan on the second block. Had you worked with those directors before, or were they new for you? Uh, uh, Lee, I, I knew very well. Emma was new to me. Um, so you know the, the joy of of working with a, an old time friend, and then the joy of sort of of, of working out with a new director with whole new ideas and um yeah that that was a real pleasure and and for me doctor doctor who sort of has a special place in uh in my heart just because as a a particular as a baby even more of a baby dp than i am now um i was uh it was the first job i ever sort of operated on as a proper operator um and uh it was and then that led to sort of shooting lighting second unit for them um back uh, i wouldn't even like to put a year on it but a, a while ago um and then so to come back and do and do main unit was um a real treat um i mean it's it's an amazing show to shoot really isn't it? i mean it's it's a worldwide phenomena uh and it's also a great bit of sci-fi i mean do, do, you, do you ever sit on set and go 
fucking hell, a lot of people are going to watch this. Do you ever, do you ever think, oh, there's going to be millions of people who are going to be looking at my lighting, good or bad? It's um, weird. Well, it, I mean, it was definitely weird. It's watching it like when it goes out for the first time and knowing, I mean, you know, it. One hand on Twitter, hashtag Doctor Who. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, occasionally, like. Right on the forums, light, on the lighting, forum. Lighting Doctor Who. <laughs> um, and, then, and then, you know, ignoring all the mean ones and retweeting the, uh, the nice ones, the two nice ones that my mum posted. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird knowing that like millions of people are watching it, you know, live and then even more will go on to watch it on, on catch up, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's an institution. I mean, you can't help but whatever you think about, doctor who like god it's got some like chutzpah like it has it has stood the test of time it has um, indeed, yeah. and uh and for a dp it's just such a playground as well i don't think it would be for every dp but for me i just like you know i i lean towards the like you know the fantastical and the glossy i like to think but and there are just plenty of opportunities to do completely unmotivated ridiculous lighting so, so, um or I was gonna say, or at least lighting that, that's so kind of nuts, but it's fine because you're in, um, you know, the, the, these these alien scenarios. So you did two blocks. How many episodes per block is that? Uh, so two per block, so four four total. So four. Um, and does each ep have a different look? Do you have to dig out different references for each episode, or how, how does, or, or I guess, were a couple sort of back to back, were a couple, um, you know, like a sort of duet episode thing i don't know what it's called <laughs> we next, um, next well, week on so, not oh, oh uh, yeah we, I, 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 yeah first of all doctor who like the process of shooting doctor who is very much like you know you, you join the show and you're on the roller coaster and you're halfway up the the clicky clicky hill and you know in your in your not very long of prep and then as soon as you go to the top of that hill it just does not let up it doesn't stop like there's you know they're always trying to bring more to it the scripts get tweaked a lot um and you know locations change a lot the sets change a lot um so you never quite it's very difficult to um to know exactly like the um <laughs> the guy who did the block after me was like um when he's when he started his prep he's like i really like to have like all my lighting plans just done by prep for every location every set <laughs> good luck knowing what you'll even be doing in week two so it's a it's a bit is a wow, bit like bad, that is it? um uh, but, yeah but i mean you, you challenging. Have, it, it can be you have to embrace it i mean it's an amazing team and it's like a it's a healthy budget i would say it could always be more but it's healthy for for what they've got but they've got an extraordinary art department because they're having to you know construct the every episode is you know there is a kind of a through line plot for the <clears throat> for the series but every episode is also kind of its own little adventure um and you know you go off on a on a fantastical um you know location or, or in one way or another so, so a lot of big sets have to be built for every episode very quickly and they just have extraordinary teams of of drafts people and designers all the kind of um um you know the art department that you never see uh, as shooting crew so the kind of construction side and the actual art directors and the dressing teams dressing props are all amazing they've got that I, I saw videos of the kind of the construction thing they have these like huge like uh, computer controlled cnc machines that are just like cracking out these cool. um you know just being fed in sheets and sheets and sheets of timber constantly and just spitting out bizarre alien angles and shapes and things um it's it's and then and then you have a, a there's a, just a brilliant lighting team there um uh, led by the illustrious hutcho who's been gaffing it for 
uh, for several years and um you know they're 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 pretty well resourced as well and and, and you just learned that you um you, you just you you know you spend a lot of time as much time as you can in prep talking about how you like to like things in your general approach but then you have to just put a huge amount of trust in the uh in the advanced team and the best boy to sort of get ahead and rough stuff in based on mm. the type of lighting that you're doing because you, you just don't have time you know you'll be you'll be flat out on other sets and then there'll be you know sets that you, where you just can't get to before like you know maybe you stick your head in like once when they're vaguely laying out like tape marks on the floor as where the set walls were going to and you sort of try and rough in where you want uh stuff and and then you know the next time you see it the entire thing is built and and if you don't trust the the team on the ground who are kind of you know if if people were slavishly going off your vague plan then you'd have loads of lamps that were blocked by set and and you know huge areas that that were suddenly changed in construction that that you know aren't lit or um you know lots of stuff and there's endless you know there's there's an in, uh, there's two guys permanently just do kind of um led and um you know sort of special effects lighting and you know sort of remote controlled lighting and prop stuff and uh that you know the whole tardis set the kind of central spaceship thing cool uh is is all run by those guys so there's lots of kind of like motion control elements and and bits and pieces so there's there's a loads of people so you just sort of you throw yourself into the mix and you try and add as much as you can whilst embracing what everyone else has to offer as well um and now the important question what do what camera do you have uh that is all uh alexa minis on um uh, cook anamorphics do, do you get to um, do you get to set that or is that inherited from a previous series or, or how much, how much choice do you get personally on that well doctor who was sort of you know they reboot it sort of sort of unofficially slash officially rebooted every now and then and they, they that had happened the series prior to us with the new doctor jody whittaker who's who was unbelievably brilliant but they those guys had sort of taken it to anamorphic but though although cropped two to one um and uh so that was the you know the execs are very keen on keeping that my my feeling was that if i was doing a if i'm doing a show for crop two to one that's the point where i find it very difficult to weigh up the pros and cons of shooting anamorphically mm. versus spherical especially um, a fairly clean set like like the cooks which which have some look to them but aren't they're definitely not sort of loaded yeah, with uh with look are they agreed and you um you know the 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 downsides are like the you know the main problem you have is is the stop constantly because you're just doing like lots of stuff that you know with you really would like to light with you know purely kind of led tapes that are in the set or practical stuff or lots of um you know flame effects and bits and pieces and you want to be as fast as possible without cranking up the iso too much um but then also the close focus becomes a huge thing because it's just you know the nature of it's a very dynamically moving camera on doctor who it just suits it so it was a brilliant a camera operator mark mccoy and i do b camera and i i had my whole gimbal stuff out as well a lot of the other blocks had steadicam pretty much all the time and you, and you 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 just you, you can feel it in the air when you're operating a camera on that show you just want to be just pushing into these big close-ups mm. and uh, and there's lots of kind of intricate inserts and prop stuff and so uh you know we spent just a huge amount of time on um uh, uh, diopters and bits and pieces and for the second block I managed to persuade them to bring in the the Cook 65mm which you know you get much better close focus and that yes, was, that was really handy. valuable what, what um, stop is that? Is I, that T3? Uh, I think they're all two no nah, I mean they're, they're all theoretically 
five, uh, two, but three, mm. two, but three, aren't they? Um, although they're not really because it's sort of it feels more like two point eight. But um, um, yeah, no, they were. I mean, I sort of like I for, for whatever reason last year was like entirely on those lenses. So I I, I do I do you know like them, well. them, but I'm kind of I'm a bit over them. Right. <laughs> when um, we did have um, my the third episode I did. Uh, was uh, a ghost story entirely set. It was set in the the night that Mary Shelley uh, wrote Frankenstein. Um, mm. So in the century, um, and um, but certainly all sort of candlelit. And we had a, a beautiful sort of um, uh, you know mansion in in Wales. Um, but we we tented this huge huge building. It was, it was the biggest biggest tent the riggers claimed that had ever been built in Wales or the world. Um, I assume. Um, and then, well, it got to a point where um, the because it was a beautiful, beautiful sort of not quite stately home, but getting there. And um, they uh, around the out. And I obviously I wanted this tent to be like a good like five six meters out from the windows, so I had room to to rig stuff inside. And that meant that it included um, it covered all sorts of priceless. Uh, you know, they had this place had like two full time gardeners. Um, so it was covering all this stuff and they eventually, you know, when they were rigging it all in, they, everything was meant to have been agreed. And then when they were, the riggers were constantly calling us the day, the, the week that they were putting this thing up saying, Oh, the lady of the house is not happy. So anyway, to cut a long story short, somewhere on the BBC books is a, uh, a payment to the local Cardiff weed farm where they managed to obtain several grow lamps um, that were rigged inside. <laughs> so whenever we weren't shooting, they we flicked on sort of you know ten kilowatts of grow lamps to keep all of the uh, the priceless uh, <laughs> flowers going. Um, well, that's at least what I was told. Um, but so we had this whole thing, but it, because it was going to be dark, it was going to be all candles. I was like, look, I, I just I can't really do this episode on these lenses, and mm. um, had a real. I was like, I really want to just take it to um, uh, S5s, basically, so I can have the sort of the same cookie feel, but um, gain gain a stop out of it. And, and I'll shoot at 1600 so that we can actually, because I really hate that thing where you have, you know, an actor holding a, a candle in front of them and there's a shadow f- from another lamp of the candle across their face. Mm. Um, wanted to avoid that. So, uh, and the, the producers were very, because, you know, they really felt like, they, and it was a bit frustrating for a DP because they were like, well, the, the lenses are kind of the look of the show and i'm like no the dps are the look of the dps and all of the brilliant crew and you know are, are bringing the look of the show the lenses are kind of especially cropped to two to one and they were worried that um you know it would be dark uh lighting it purely with candles and eventually i sort of realized that the the um you know the poly- the, the, the the answer that, that made it work for them was like look this changing these lenses and shooting it with candles is not it's not about making it dark it's about making it brighter it's about getting you know four times as much light onto the sensor mm. um so yeah that's what we did um for that episode and um did you mention uh, stanley kubrick in those chats Oh yeah, we did all of that, and uh, right. you know, uh, I mean, and actually, as it turned out, that you know, the T one five, and then and then the art department started using double wick candles, which which I, I'm not a fan of either. So, but I mean, certainly with double wicks, it was it was far too bright at sixteen hundred. So we ended up, um, yeah, going back to the single wicks and things. But um, you know, it does make for uh, a nicer looking. Um, uh, sort of candle effect, I think, when you can just be sucking as much of it in as possible. Yeah, indeed. Rather than chucking chucking lights everywhere and seeing the glow from a light on the side of the candle. Yeah. Um, so that was Doctor Who, mm. and um, yeah, it Very was nice a bit one. of a monster. And then, um, uh, and then I started this show Britannia, um, which yeah, this, is this year. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yes, I did officially start it this year. Um, uh, I was meant to be doing a feature uh, the last couple of months of, of last year, which sadly the funding went a bit awry, but hopefully we'll be back to fight again on that one. Um, so yeah, Britannia is uh, is kind of a, a, a big-ish budget thing for Sky, which is uh, kind of set in the Roman invasion of Britain. So there's kind of, you've got your Romans and you've got your Druids and you've got various tribes and things. And there's, you know, it has elements of Game of Thrones, but it's sort of played for sort of dark humour. Um, it's a bit tongue-in-cheek. It's all a bit nuts, very fantastical, um, kind of out there. It's got a very contemporary soundtrack. Um, so um, shooting the first block of series three of that. So we'd sort of got, um, had done an awful lot of prep on it. We did about six, seven weeks of prep and we'd got a couple of weeks into filming when, uh, our friend COVID-19 turned up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, that is all to be continued. Everyone's very keen to get back into it. So, um, so, so I, don't, I don't think we should talk too much about coronavirus and COVID-19 cause it's a, it's a rabbit hole, but what, when do you think that might be starting up again? What sort of, what sort of rumors have you heard about sort of, um, scripted drama shoots in the UK and when they might start up again? Well, it seems so it's really difficult to judge. I mean, every, it's, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? I mean, mm. I, it, I, it feels like they will probably in the UK be some sort of loosening in some way of the lockdown sort of mid-May. And I don't know whether that's going to turn out to be a good idea or not, it's probably, you know, in terms of, you know, total casualties. But I, it, it feels like politically they're not going to be able to resist a bit of that and uh, i mean i mean meanwhile you know the the on the face of it the law is that we could still be shooting it that there's you know in the uk they're saying look if you can't work from home you can go to work like there's no um there's no thing that it has to be essential work um it's just that ev- all the production shut down the insurance companies aren't insuring anyone so everyone's just kind of agreed to stop but you know as i'm sure we're, we're both aware in the these endless whatsapp groups and union discussions like there's a lot of effort now going into how can this be how can we put this um cracked egg back together and how, how i mean it, my instinct is that the world will never be the same again and you know it's going to be uh, you know i don't think we will ever quite go back to the same way we were shooting um sadly i hope i'm wrong but um i think certainly for the next the next couple of years at least it's going to be a very different environment um so i would say to actually answer your question i would imagine we will start shooting something sort of july maybe Mm. um and i think that what we will be shooting is probably not what we planned i expect that um you know stuff will be rewritten and some of our big showy scenes with lots and lots of essays uh, extras um will be um you know changed to re-emphasize you know there will be two-handers three-handers rather than big crowd scenes and all your romans will um, have uh, masks on and uh, and gloves yeah um yeah and it, well it's more like sort of greek theater style where the, you know the big battle happens off stage and people sort of run on stage and be like oh there's a fucking massive battle over there you can't believe how big that battle is let me tell you about it i know i'm just one guy but that battle just over there so i think there'll be a bit of that um but and then it just you get into the same the same thing is coming up that that i hear you know this even before all of this, you know, you, you get you have a situation where you need to do a, a, a small shoot or a splinter unit or something, and the conversation always comes up like, you know, Ben, um, 
you could, what would you need if you really strip down the the mm. crew and the kit and stuff and um and i think with that it's always like well wouldn't it be concerning if there was a really easy answer to that because it would mean that we were carrying completely superfluous kit and crew all the time um and i'm not talking about you know having your technocrane days and all that kind of stuff but i, I it does feel like there's going to be it's going to be increasingly difficult to justify having kind of a full team of people across every department. And, and we know is, you know, for every, I mean, I particularly on the drama side, it, all these people are really valuable. It just at any given time, a lot of them might not be doing anything. Um, mm. But when you need them, you really need them. Um, so who knows? Uh, I, I, I'm very glad I own a remote head. I'll tell you, that's going to be <laughs> an easy, an easy sell. Do it all from your, uh, from your bed. Yeah, that would be great. Mm. What do you think? Um, I mean, from I think that uh, commercials will pop up, pop up a little bit quicker than uh, scripted will. I think because there's agree. more scope to do, yeah. you know, smaller contained shoots. Content, content will come back. <laughs> yep, uh, and in fact, there's been, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure you're aware that there's been a number of, um, you know, sort of small adverts and things shooting within people's houses and uh, and things like that. In fact, I would I've been talking this week about shooting a music video in my flat, starring I was my wife. Say, you've got such a beautiful flat. Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> it would be crazy if uh, and my wife's all right as well. Off. Um, who, <laughs> yeah, she's who, okay. Who, who might who, who potentially was going to play a nurse in this music video <laughs> for a, uh, some? You fan, sure it's a music some, video? Some fancy singer songwriter. My fancy, um, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, I I'm not sure it's going to happen or not. And to be honest, I'm not quite. I'm not sure. I feel even if it's totally so. This music video, which I've sort of loosely been asked to do, which I won't talk too much about. I won't, I won't go into okay. too much specific detail on who it's for and things like that. Um, uh, it was going to be me shooting everything, or it is currently going to be me shooting everything, starring my wife, who's an actress. Um, yes. And we're going to get the camera kit dropped around. Um, it was going to be uh, held for 72 hours without any retouching, apart from delivery driver. Um, and it was just going to be me on my own, probably over three days instead of one. Uh, yeah as it's a normal music video shoot, uh, just because it's going to take me ages to do anything. Um, and I have a you know very, very stripped-back camera kit, very stripped-back lighting kit. This is um, great because it'll be the first like live stream 72-hour divorce happening before <laughs> our eyes. Well, we, met, we met on a shoot, so uh, so hopefully we can, we'll can we rekindle <laughs> our uh, love after the, uh, the, the <laughs> bickering of the past five weeks. Um, no. But no, not, not really at all. We, we're going to great. <laughs> but um, I, I th- from, from minor things, I mean, you know, the, the world as it is still needs to keep um, spinning. People need to go to work. Um, stuff needs to be put on TV because people like TV. Uh, and yeah. we use tv to sell shit uh so you know i think things have got to be made I, I, for me i sort of think yeah i think they'll try and work with smaller crews i think shoots will just take longer with less crew you know more ppe or whatever it is we end up wearing or, or using you know uh, so I, i'm i i just i just think we'll we'll instead of shooting six pages a day we'll end up shooting four pages a day or three pages a day or, or whatever it is you know if, if you really want to take it down to sort of a base something like that i think will just will be less productive ultimately yeah uh, well i just hope that that is then you know th- th- that means whatever that 
differentiating percentage is that goes into the budget and it's not just well we'll just have to see what you can get because that feels like that's a situation in what we do to make the show better is going to really suffer because you know the, the, the stuff that we do is some of the stuff that takes the most time to to do well well, well i think everyone's gonna have to compromise i think you know in my opinion writers producers everyone's gonna have to start making compromises in in, in what happens what goes on on, on screen um and, and yeah and, and what we actually, what we shoot um and, and you know I, th- I think this is all for good reason as well you know i'm definitely not against us being exceptionally careful at work i think it's vital i think you know shoots are horrible vectors for illness at the best of times um one person gets a cold in a series and everybody's got a cold so i i think yeah shoots are you know really places where this thing could really really breed and spread so i think i think it's vital to be very careful um, yeah uh and I, yeah so I, th- I think it's sort of sl- a slow i think you're probably right sort of july is when i'm expecting you know drama shoots to go back i'm expecting a little bit of spotty work in in june i reckon on commercials but then yeah july well, have, I, I, work. I actually have a day's work on friday but do it, you? it's doing the it's doing the classic uh shooting shots of of empty london ah, um aerial stuff uh so a little bit of that no no sadly not aerials um although i do know someone who is who has been shooting aerials this whole time and I was like, "How are you managing that?" He's, he's like, "Well, I'm socially distancing." I was like, "How how big a helicopter are you using? Is it you in like a Chinook? Because I don't know any helicopters that you would be like more than two meters away from the pilot." Anyway, um, uh, no, it's 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 on the ground, and they wanted uh, uh, me to have an assistant. Uh, they were like, "Is that? Do you live with anyone who's a camera assistant?" I was like, "Do you know what? My wife is now a camera assistant." Great. Because, uh, uh, you are going to pay her, so uh, she is very kindly offered to come and and, uh, and help me out for the day. What's what's that um, for? Can you can you say who the clients? Uh, I don't know if I should say who it's for, but it's it's for a, an upcoming drama. Um, but uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But yes, yeah, so we're just figuring out how to pick up kit and, and it all to be safe and, and bits and pieces, and hopefully we're not going to get you know stopped. Um, where they're giving us all our kind of correct papers like it's the cold war mm. um so we'll see how that goes but yeah that'll be my first first time back behind a camera for a long time so hopefully i remember how to do it yes when is when is that this coming friday two day after this tomorrow. friday oh, yeah day after tomorrow very going exciting to pick some, going to pick up some kit tomorrow and then uh yeah then i'll be instagramming i'm back to work yeah I'll be totally honest with you. I could not be asked if I, I'm, you know, I'm sort of this this music video which is sort of being being waved in front of me. I'd love to do it if 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 it happens, but equally, I'm like, I'm I'm quite happy just sort of not not working for a bit. Do you think I've lost it? Maybe I've lost the the edge, the desire. Maybe you've the maybe burning you've just desire. Done, maybe maybe you've just done seven hundred commercials more than me. I'm quite keen to get back into okay, it. Fine. I, I, I am sort of um, well. I think it's just it's nice to be doing. Mm. Um, you know, I, I the, the looking after the kid has been absolutely amazing. You know, and, and trying to embrace that side of it because that's the stuff that we don't um, get. The, you know, that's the sacrifice of doing this job is not being able to spend as much time at home. Mm. Um, but it, you know, actually doing the thing that i'm good at is an itch i sort of need to scratch every now and then yes, um indeed. so y- yes and on i'm going to scratch it by shooting some generic shots of london <laughs> um but yes so we'll see how well i do dragging a set of master anamorphics around london between the two of us um and uh yeah i mean what's what should we um are we going to make this a regular podcast do you think ed do you think should we be... bring it back a bit well maybe the listeners should let us know because you know they now know that we've got nowhere else to go yeah absolutely we've got no other um, no excuse 
I think the next time we should definitely dig up all the uh, the questions. There were some questions that weren't just how do you get started in the film industry that I think we could get into. But um, you know, now everyone is is um, is available. I mean, you know, we could also do the next one. You know, in uh, in modern style as a as a live Zoom webinar slash podcast. We could do. I was, gonna, could ask I, was, I was actually going to say that today. Maybe we should have done that, but it's too late now because we've been doing oh, it's this. Too late. Three minutes. What waste time. Yep. Also, I haven't got a webcam and uh, web because uh, I'm on my gaming PC because I'm super cool. I suppose I could use my iPad. That's use true. use, use an iPhone. iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Let's ch- chuck a iPhone up whilst we're doing it. Um, I discovered that all webcams are sold out for like ever. Mm. Yes, the same with barbells, unless you spend six hundred quid on them. Apparently, oh uh, really? Just looking, pick up, but... pick up, pick up something heavy. I've been, I've been getting out on my bike recently, like because I uh, have my my like proper bike has just been sitting in a garage for two years because I've been going everywhere on the folding bike, um, and so I recovered the. Um, the other bike and took it to the current most uh busy lucrative place in the country which is every bike shop <laughs> there's like massive massive queues uh people desperately trying to get their dusty old garage bikes fixed um so uh, got that sorted out new chain all all tuned up in bits and pieces so i've been out you know trying to get them sweet strava koms uh uh spoiler alert haven't got any um but it's been nice going out for some long rides and stuff and uh, i know you've been for some reason just riding a bike that stays in one place i have zoe's been riding a static bike uh also known as a peloton uh, i have been on a rowing machine oh, you didn't get a peloton zoe got a peloton oh, i don't touch it <laughs> uh, i'm a different cliche i'm a horrible uh late mid late 30s yuppie dickhead with a with a rowing machine which i you've got the concept and sweat it, away on if you got the one that like swirls water around, I do not away. hate those things. I don't like those ones. Uh, I've got it's the normal really ones. Um, but uh, have you yeah. seen the? You must have seen the Peloton ad with the like woman who clearly needs to escape from her relationship. I I read about it. It sounds terrible. But Zoe saw it and she was like, "Oh, reckon I have one of those." Um, <laughs> no, she's. Uh, I she have didn't. to say, I, I'm, I'm mocking it, but I have started eyeing up this. You know, these like turbo trainers where you put your bike inside, and then there's now like yeah, endless there amazing. We go. Yes. Uh, you know virtual reality bike rides you can go on and still be in one place but um have you ever I done keep trying to remind myself that the the thing i like the most about being on a bike ride is that you, you know you have to go so ludicrously far to get any exercise compared to running um <laughs> i go running for like half an hour and i'm completely shattered about the 10 million calories and on the bike you've got to go for like two and a half hours and find a route that takes you like halfway across the country um and uh, so you know i i'm in luton at the moment um and uh, it, even from being sort of in a in an urban area just on the bike in a mm. couple of two and a half hours just out in just beautiful countryside which is very therapeutic I'm getting through a lot of podcasts uh, I, don't, I don't know the countryside i'm sorry i can't get down with that <laughs> uh not into that at all um uh, I, i'm just kidding i just go and circle panavision constantly crying <laughs> <laughs> um uh what should we oh that was it i was, I was, was going to ram back to cameras and lenses and various things like that actually yeah um, hey i've been using your supreme primes i was going to say exactly that what's what is uh what were what were you shooting britannia on um that was on a, a large format camera and lens combination you try to tease me on large format um well yes because the director really really loved uh, uh utopia isn't it that was alexa 65 um and um which is a beautiful looking show for many many other reasons other than that was shot on alexa 65 euphoria uh sorry euphoria um thank you can't you. edit that out now though 
because we're not. No, that's it. I got I got that wrong. I'm really sorry, everyone. Um, I'm really sorry to both parties involved in both those productions because you both came out poorly. I'm, I'm sure we're um, not. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> sure they're not. Um, anyway, uh, Euphoria did look glorious, and um, uh, you know. Uh, director so you know i was like we will never be able to afford like 65 but i looked into it anyway and they just laughed at me um i know you managed to you hilariously got it on your back <laughs> the last the last shoot in london yeah, has its benefits it, it, it wasn't all that as in you know of course it was like 65 but like I, you know whenever i've seen other people shoot it on instagram or whatever I've always gone, oh my God, how come they've got you like 65? I want to shoot on that. If I got to shoot on that camera, you know, everything would be so much better in my life. My lighting <laughs> yeah. would look good. My shots would look fantastic. Oh, it's so it's such a big sensor. Oh, it's amazing. And It'll solve everything. And, and it was I mean it was fine. Um but it wasn't didn't it didn't it wasn't the best thing in the entire whole wide universe. I think it's a good lesson for me to 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 have learned. Uh actually at every stage of your career, you want that cool bit of camera kit uh and every stage when you get it you go actually no that's that's moving the light a tiny bit it's probably gonna make more of a difference uh yeah well now you need like full like horizontally pulled imax that's the only thing that you can go up to now maybe that's the thing that will solve everything for you or maybe two of them glue together even (laughs) um so what (laughs) what what were you what were you shooting on in britannia then. Well, so we, because we were starting for that large format thing, it's like, well, let's go with one of the larger format cameras and, um, you know, looked at um, the LF and obviously looked at the Venice and, um, uh, yeah, you know, was had just shot lots of Ari stuff and was like, well, let's give the Sony guys a, a go for this one. Um, uh, plus, it ended up being actually quite a bit cheaper. Um, I think it was probably about a third uh, more to have gone to the uh, the LF um the mini lf mm. and um uh, then the other factor was that the uh mini lf was it caps out at 40 frames a second frame rate um yeah frame rate issues and we really you know had lots of action stuff and you know the absolute minimum the director was willing to consider was the 60 mm. um and and I, I think I I mean I I know we we've talked about this before uh, both like you know if you're going to shoot on the on the Venice like uh, or, or the LF, or, or the um, LF like absolutely full mode on the sensor or there's no point like, yeah exactly yeah uh, I mean I, t- I tell you who d- who doesn't do that is Marvel <laughs> Marvel Studios that's that little indie indie brand um, yeah so you know and they 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 do it for you know VFX reasons like they they, they they've got a, a frame line that takes you know the actual framing thing on an LF sensor is 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 probably maybe not even be bigger than a um super 35 but they record the full thing and they so they have vast amounts of additional information Uh, stabilization yeah but it's it's a it's a huge huge sense of crop for the sort of framing thing but they they're you know that's so that's one very specific thing but i was like look if we're doing this for depth of field first of all you know, the best I could do, and I've said this before with the, you know, if, if you're on the LF with the signature primes that they brought out at the same time, the 1.8 and the LF exactly matches the same depth of field as on a normal mini with a master prime at 1.3. Um, uh, and so, you know, I, I could be on 1.3 on a, on an Alexa. And so to get anything shallower that on a lens that would cover the the LF uh, or the the Venice in six K had to go for the Supremes really yes. for the T one five yes and um, welcome to the dark side so, Ed. 
Yeah, and and then you know they are so it is marginally shallower um, in that configuration than one point three would be, and and you know you you own a set of these lenses, so you I, know them very I do. well. So I do. It's marginally <laughs> they, shallower, they are, right in the middle of the frame. <laughs> you're right in the middle. I mean, they vignette like a motherfucker. They do. I mean, it's like a pinhole camera they wide open. Love that vignette. I mean, I actually thought there was something wrong with the waveform monitor the first time I turned it on in the prep room. Did it make a it pretty, was just a pretty camera picture. pointing it. I was like, oh, it's like it's a picture waveform. of Mount Fuji. Like, it's like a perfect <laughs> curve. Um, um, there must be something wrong with um, maybe there's a map box sort of thing. No, so they, I mean, you, so you just sort of have to embrace that. Mm. Um, and then occasionally I stop down to get rid of it and then I'm like, well, I could just basically be on another format now. But now I've really enjoyed the, um, the Venice. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's been an enjoyable Sony experience. Everyone has kind of, you know, the thing that's been the most useful actually has been the the dual ISO. Five million um, so ISO. I've, I've just kept it base at 2,500 because I really liked the um, the extra noise. Um, and uh, Britannia is all, you know, trying to keep it practical flame effects. You know, it, it's just one of those classic ones where it's like around the camera, you've got um, SFX guys lighting flambos, and then you've got like, you know, two massive sky panels half mile away on a cherry picker and that, so it's that sort of world the whole time there's not really an in-between um that there's no sort of like 600 space lights type set um so uh, you know, there hasn't been so far <laughs> only got two weeks into the shoot um so yeah look, looked looked lovely looked really um you know the 2500 looked more than clean enough for my taste right. um it's nice to use on set it's a shame that you can't do you know it's nice to have all of the nds in the camera that's a real shame that you can't remotely tweak them on the uh, focus pullers handset oh can you not you have to go over and turn the wheel you have to go over to the camera like a like a tab. baby's toy um but um yeah and it's just nice to have a change you're like i mean god the uh, ari guys are just ludicrously smart and the sony guys are ludicrously smart and they're all doing clever things in slightly different ways and mm. although i'm 100 percent behind like you know my idol steve yedlin saying that ultimately you just get the data and then you mold the data into whatever you want um and it's sort of camera agnostic uh i don't have time massively to get into it on this show and or other tv shows so i'm sort of embracing a little bit of, of what comes along with the um kind of color science and and things that's built so we are doing an aces pipeline on this which is um first for me uh, which seems to be working pretty well um but yeah brave new world of sony yes exciting um i was lucky enough to shoot that in my skin show last year on one of the f- early release mini lfs um yep. and i love that camera i really love yeah. that camera the frame rate thing's a piece of shit really annoys me really annoys me 40 frames <laughs> it helps no one uh, yeah. i'm sure they did well, that it was it. tricky well yeah i, I think it's just mm. a limitation of i mean there's only it's recording a lot of data i mean and there is some they could squeak it out know, for, am, for, 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 for 30 sl- seconds i'm sure I'm slightly dubious as to how the Venice is doing it, whether or not it's a hundred percent the same quality that it is doing when it's in lower frame rates, whether it's doing any sort of trickery. I don't know. Um, you know, generally the sort of cool factor of a slow motion shot, um, outweighs the kind of pixel PP nature. Mm. Um, so I haven't sort of braved putting it on a, a couple of uh, resolution charts. 
But um, yeah, so there is that. And I mean, I did look at the LF and whether or not we could carry a full-size LF as um, uh, as a sort of a B camera or even carry like an Amira. So you could, you know, so you could get sort of 200 frames or something. But then you've got like, you know, three different types of media and you're changing bodies constantly. And it's constantly. never in the right place and the right camera is yeah. never on a steady cam. And the, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So just made much more sense to have the same camera bodies everywhere. We have, we've got a, th- a third sort of spare body that we've um, got the, the Venice sort of Rialto system on, uh, which it took me a very long time to realize is called the Rialto because the Rialto is a bridge in Venice. And um, so the thing where you can extend the sensor block, um, no idea what we're going to use it for, but it just seems super cool. So it's a great little sure toy thing. That's brilliant. On the kit brilliant list. Bit of kit. Um, I've got fantasy. I love it when the, the Marvel guys do their, a lot of their sort of super high energy fight scenes with, um, you know, super stripped back cameras like that. And the grip's got like literally everything in their backpack and the operator. I've even seen them do it where they have like a, you know, incredibly long rope up into the roof of the studio, taking even that remaining weight of the camera off the operator so they can just fling it around. So without any kind of pendulum effect. Um, so maybe when we get into sadly the block i'm doing doesn't really have the kind of big fights in it so um uh, that might just be something that whoever shoots the later blocks gets to play with but it looks like a cool toy um yeah yeah great so podcasting uh, i think <laughs> yeah um i've had two beers uh and i had a big sneaky um, I should have brought the uh, the bottle of wine in here. I just came in with only one glass, which was foolish. Have you eaten already, Ed, tonight? I have. I have. Mm. Um, shall we? Uh, shall we wrap it up there? Let's wrap it up because I think this may not be our last lockdown. I th- I think we should. Um, Why am I saying this out loud? But set I think an alarm for next Friday, next Wednesday. I mean, next Friday, next Wednesday, uh, at a similar sort of time, perhaps. Yeah, the similar sort of time, same bat channel. And uh, yeah, let us know if there's stuff you'd like us to talk about. Also remind us what we've talked about before because we can't remember. Um, should we, I mean, we can. We could talk about how we got started or we could have a ban on saying how we got started and just direct direct our lovely oh. listeners to um, series one, episode one of... We've done a lot of that. I think go back to that for, for the getting started. But I'm more than happy to do specific questions on anything else you like. Great. Um, well Ed it's been very good talking to you Um, it's been a pleasure Ben uh, have a lovely evening in lockdown till next time take it easy bye now bye